Yo. Hey. How you doing? I'm all right. You got to stop with the yo. You got to come up with something better. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I say yo when I see people in real life. Mm. <clears throat> when did that start? Because mm. it only started on the podcast uh, like 20, 30 episodes ago. Yeah. I, don't, I think part of it's my five-year-old. Like mm-hmm. my five-year-old talks like, uh, like John Cena talks. Okay. Like he's he's like yo boy. <laughs> That's how John Cena talks, yeah. right? I mean, maybe the John Cena of two thousand four, but okay. <laughs> yeah. When he was all word life, this is this is thugonomics. I don't really know what that means. That's what I just envision him as. But that's my, he. He my was a much more of a wigger. Like an actual, he he put on an actual rap album that is actually kind of okay. Weirdly, yeah. I is wigger a bad word? I Probably, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm white. I can say it, dude. I have again white with your phone, every oh my goodness, yeah, again my with phone, your phone is terrible. <laughs> it's there. Okay, I fixed it. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe I'll I'll work on that yo. But I definitely do yos and bros homeboys with my with my kids all right mix it up mm. okay otherwise i'm just gonna start saying mtv raps got it all right next week i'm gonna go so or then then you could do the hacksaw jim duggan and go oh yeah thumbs up in the air like you just don't care mm-hmm. like you're trying to shove it up god's a-hole uh so i inadvertently uh supported bootlegging this week oh that sounds like a fun story uh and counterfeiting of product (laughs) okay uh so i had bought an item Mm -hmm. on ebay okay and i knew it was expected today so i was going to come home and and i i pulled in and i saw there's two packages on the porch Mm -hmm. one is a uh squarish brown box that contains my item and another my wife had bought clothing for the boys online and it was one of the white uh plastic bags Mm -hmm. so you know as i'm pulling in the driveway i'm assessing i'm like all right that's my item that's shit for the kids so i go to get it off the porch and i'm like this box doesn't look big enough for my item and i realized my item is in the bag Mm. and i open it up and my terraforming mars game is in a plastic bag with bubble wrap around it hmm so immediately I'm like, this is packaged super shitty. Yeah. This is going to be damaged because it's a cardboard box. Like, it doesn't matter how much bubble wrap you put around a cardboard box. Mm-hmm. If you stack shit on it, that bubble wrap is not going to save it. This is not, it's not impact that's going to do it. It's it's stacking that's going to cause the problem, right? Right. Uh, so I open it up and I'm, it, of course, the box is caved in on both sides and it's got some crumblage on the corners or whatever. Okay. And... I see like there's a Chinese manufactured in China sticker on the side, which isn't necessarily abnormal, but normally those are just printed on the box, mm-hmm. just made in China. Yeah. And it has Chinese characters on the UPC label as well. Yeah. It's not feeling good. No. So I open it up and like the pages are stuck together, like for the manual, for the, for the rule book, mm-hmm. like the pages. Is the, is the box shrink wrapped yes okay the box is shrink wrapped but the uh like the the rule book the pay the on the right side where you open it Mm -hmm. it's like they're not 
cut completely. Mm-hmm. So they're like stuck together a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I'm like, my suspicions were peaked immediately as soon as I saw the packaging. Mm-hmm. So I immediately got on and started looking at stuff. And on Board Game Geek, it just went through a laundry list of all the things to look for. And yeah. like my Terraforming Mars hits all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so I emailed the seller and I was not nice because the, it's the seller's based in China too. This isn't like this is some poor sap that got stuck with this. Mm-hmm. No, this person is part of this. Yes. Uh, so I was very clear, like you are going to refund my money or I am going to leave you negative feedback and report you to eBay and Facebook and everything. Uh, so now I have to buy a real one. Oh, poor you. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, how much did you save? I didn't. Well, so it was on Amazon for 38, $39. Mm-hmm. It went up to 55 and then I was kicking myself for not having bought it at the $39 price. Mm -hmm. So I bought it for 42 off eBay. So I paid $13 less than what it was currently, but it had been down a couple dollars less. So Mm -hmm. I had overpaid by a couple dollars from the lowest point. Yeah. Um, Did you call around your local shops? No, because they're, they're going to be $75, man. Mm -hmm. Like I get it. I want to, I want to support the front, you know, the friendly local game store and stuff, but to, to pay double it's hard for me to swallow like i don't i don't mind paying ten percent yeah. more fifteen percent more but to pay double it's my my loyalty only goes so far you know yeah, i understand um and i don't know what that point is it's an expensive hobby it is it doesn't need to be extra expensive yeah and the, the thing the other part of it is is i think uh my goal with with the chatter society that's not the chatter society but mm-hmm. i really want i really i really i keep i've been thinking about this a lot Okay. Do you have Do you have a list of names? I don't have a list of names because I keep just coming back to like how fucking perfect Chowder is. Uh, no, it it'd I'm be not, perfect if it wasn't already taken. I'm not saying I want to do Chowder. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it is so good that like that's my bar, mm-hmm. and I haven't found anything to meet that bar. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's the frustrating part. Uh, so we'll see. But anyway. Uh, I think once we kind of get through our current libraries, mm-hmm. I foresee us hopefully trying the libraries at some of these local game stores. And that's when I would be more apt to be like, I, uh, I've, I've tried seven of your games, X number of your games. I can now justify spending an extra $25 on this game that I could get for 50 bucks. Sure. So it's my mentality. Yeah. I bought my first board game since the start of this. It's not really a board game. It's a book. I bought a book and mm-hmm. I bought some dice. Yeah. I read just like the description of that mm-hmm. and the, it sounds it sounds like a great way to uh, get me into to role playing. Like that's definitely a good first step. Yeah. Uh, it's called Fiasco and uh, I've always seen it being played. I've never played it myself, but uh, I've both seen it being played and listened to a podcast of people playing it and uh, I'm excited. Yeah. It sounded cool. Wean me in a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's a story that I've I've had that I didn't know when to do, and I guess I'll just do it now. All right. Every time I hear the word fiasco, mm-hmm. this story comes to mind. And okay. let me preface this. It's not a word that comes up often, so this is a good chance. It's a good opportunity. Yes, exactly. So every time – so I already said that. Uh, every time I tell this story, I always feel like I have to preface it by saying, like, if you were watch this in a movie – 
you would be like, this is bullshit. You're going too far. This is dumb. Yeah. At this point. That's okay. how real life works. So, um, this is years ago. First, first home that I owned. Uh, I was alone in the house and I was working on some things, uh, f- for a project, totally on uh, a project that I used to have, mm-hmm. uh, where I dealt with musicians and stuff a lot. Mm-hmm. I was at the dollar store this yeah. past week, uh, getting earbuds. Yeah. And I saw a book and I was like, I recognize that author's name. Why do I know that? And I'm like, spit it in my head, spit it in my head. And it was somebody that I had worked with in that previous foray into music. That's awesome. It had a book. I mean, it's at the dollar store. It's at the dollar store, but it was obviously you, did published. You buy it? I sure did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's great. So that was, it was really cool. I was like, it, it took me a little bit because I had to go back a decade in my mind. Yeah. But yeah, that was. You should give it a read. And if you like it, be like, hey, Man, give pop him an email. Yeah, yeah I will. It's like, hey, it's Russ. Remember we worked together on this thing? Yeah. I picked up your book. I liked it. Yeah. Hopefully. Here are some more words. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so um, I'm working on, on my thing that I was involved with. And like my wife and I shared an office at that time. Mm-hmm. And I stepped over a box rather than going around it. Because who would not step over a box instead of going around it? Sure. And I stepped on a bag, a bag, mm-hmm. a plastic bag full of buttons that she had. So she more so before she, we had kids, but she was very active in rain, the ra- uh, rape against rage against rape and incest, rape, incest and neglect network, network, something like that. Rape and in, I don't Abuse, remember neglect agency. No, that would be Raina. Anyway, it's she was really involved in this charity, right? Uh-huh. And I stepped on a bag of buttons, not buttons that you would put uh, to on, that come on clothing, buttons that you would pin on clothing that are sharp and pointy. Mm-hmm. So I screamed in pain because I stabbed a hundred of them into the bottom of my foot, mm-hmm. which is probably you know that's how better nails works. So. It could have been worse if it were fewer. <laughs> so uh, wait till let me finish my story. <laughs> so I hobble over and sit back down, and there's, uh, you know, it's it's hurting, it's poking, and there's a couple, and I realize one of one of them is jammed into my foot, mm-hmm. com- flush to the bottom. So it's a circular button. This yeah. is important to the story. Circle button stuck into the bottom of my foot. It has gone through the plastic bag. And because I am a child, when I wear sweatpants, I pull the bottom of them over my feet. So it's like little footsies. <laughs> okay. So it's also gone through the bottom of my pants. So, so it has now pinned the bag and your pants to your foot. Yes. So for a few, I try to sit there and I'm not flexible enough to pull my leg up to look at the bottom of my foot. And I can't just grab it and pull it out because it's a circle. So I don't know where the pin, it could be at 360 degrees. The pin could be going in the bottom of my foot in in any of that circle, right? I don't know which dimension. I don't know which way to pull it out. Okay. Because it could be any part. Are you following me? Sure. So I don't know what to do. I'm home by myself. I can't go to the neighbor, Right. So I get a pair of scissors and I cut the plastic bag so that it's just a chunk of the plastic between the button and my pants. <laughs> and I decide I'm going to drive to my parents' house to have them get this button out of the bottom of my foot. 
It is on my right foot you, also. <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> you lived relatively close to your parents. Yeah. Like less than 10 minutes away. Oh, in that ballpark. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Can't you call them and have them come over? I, I might have been able to, but that's rather all, that's, than risk driving with your now pin foot. I mean, this is a, that's a possibly a good okay, idea. Okay. Um, and they probably continue your story. They probably would have done that, but at the same time, I call them and I try explaining this situation to them. <laughs> so, so it's in my right foot. So I have to sag my pants down because if I pull them all the way up and try mm-hmm. to walk, it's going to be pulling on that. So my ass is like halfway hanging down <laughs> or hanging out as I get to my car and I have to drive with my barest of my toes on the gas. And every and time the, you're flexing your toes, does it like hurt? It's and, and there's paranoia at the same time. Yes. So it's hurting. And then like, you know, if I, if, if there's a buggy in front of me, I have to hit the brakes harder and move from the gas to the, and it's quicker. And once every once in a while I hit the button and then it just causes excruciating pain in my foot and it's horrible. So longest, if it's a 15 minute drive, it was the longest 10 minute drive of my life because for, for years until I got rid of that vehicle, my gas gauge didn't work. And that was the day that I found out that my gas gauge didn't work because I'm on the country road and my car dies, <laughs> which I found out was because I didn't have any gas. It always showed that it was full or at three quarters. It, would, mm-hmm. it wouldn't go below three quarters. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had plenty of gas. No, turns out I was out of gas. So I pull it into an old rural uh, church that's on the way to my parents. Mm-hmm call now i decide to call like my fucking car broke down i sure can't walk i'm wearing one shoe so i call call my parents and my mom is like uh yeah so your dad's at the store uh he i don't know when he's gonna be back and this probably was when my mom wasn't driving all that much i would imagine Mm -hmm. because she didn't offer to come so i just sit there and wait for him to get and this motherfucker my dad (laughs) For years, little motherfucker has had a cell phone. He's went through so many incarnations of cell phones. Doesn't take the thing anywhere. What the <laughs> fuck is having? Why do you have a cell phone, Dad? If you don't take it with you, it enrages me so much. It's always just sitting plugged in on the countertop. Why don't you take it with you? It pisses me off so much. So I have to sit in this parking lot at this church with a button in my foot, waiting for my dad to finish grocery shopping. He's in no rush. He's just on his weekend. And you never once think maybe now that things have calmed down, now I can have a look and maybe attempt something? There's an ant on my thing. Right here. Oh. It's crawling down right at my face. It's dead now. Sorry. Dead ant. Dead ant. (laughs) Dead ant. Dead ant. Dead ant. So, uh... I mean, I had tried that. Like I had, but when it's positioned, you don't know which dimension to pull it. I, I, right? I kind of understand what you're saying. Yes. So this wasn't through from lack of effort. Desperate times, man. <laughs> so uh, eventually, uh, my dad ends up pulling up in front of the church. Rather than pulling in, he pulls up in front because I think in my dad, what was relayed to my dad mm-hmm. was Russ's. Car broke down. He's at this church. So he stops on the gravel old road and is expecting me to get out, walk across like the ditch and get into his car. 
And I'm like motioning him like, motherfucker, you need to pull in and pull beside me and lift me out of this vehicle in. So he finally pulls. I'm I'm exaggerating. You have to pick me up like it's the end of Officer and a Gentleman and present me into your car. Yes, exactly. Your vehicle. So uh, he finally pulls in. And by this time, he's annoyed. He's like... I don't remember the conversation, but it was basically like, why the hell didn't you just walk across the ditch? You made me drive all the way around this way and this way to drive around beside you. I'm like, I got a button in my foot. <laughs> what do you mean? You got a button myself to try to tell the whole story. <laughs> so he ends up getting me to the house and, and I've got on an old phone somewhere, I've got a picture of the button stuck to my foot through my pants and everything. And he got it in like four seconds. Cause he just took a flashlight and saw which way he needed to pull it and pulled it straight out. Mm. But, uh, that is the, probably one of the biggest fiascos in my life. And it's so <laughs> dumb. So dumb. It is incredibly dumb. <laughs> that is incredibly dumb. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So that's what I got. When you, and you know what? That lives up to the word fiasco. It is a fi- it was a fiasco, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what prompted that in my head. So. It's a small fiasco, but a fiasco nonetheless. Yeah, I think a fiasco is it, like the definition is is got to be along the lines of like something made much bigger than it deserves to be, mm-hmm. and that's definitely what happened there. Like yeah. literally, had I not taken that step, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fiasco for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dive into hatchet. Sure. Synopsis. Uh, it's exactly what you think it is. Okay. Overall <laughs> thoughts. Um, I, I'm, I, this movie isn't for me. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I had a good time, but I respect this movie because it is exactly what it purports to be. It is unabashedly that, and it just fucking is that. Okay, this movie is exactly for me, <laughs> and I do love it for that reason. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the biggest, like, is I don't have notes for this right now because I've seen these movies so many times. Okay. And I realized my notes just ended up being a list of people's names. <laughs> With a hundred percent, that's what my notes were becoming was just a list of people's names. Uh, so we get Robert England and Josh from Blair Witch. Are okay. Did you realize that was Josh from Blair Witch? Uh, no. In the, in the boat with Robert England. Did you realize that was Robert England? Yes. Okay. I saw him in the credits mm. and then I was like, oh, that was, that was him. Yeah. Uh, so we get those two and their gator hunters mm-hmm. get killed. Yeah. Not by gators. Not by gators. By somebody. Yeah. Victor Crowley. Mm-hmm. Kills him dead. Yep. And this is the first time we see what becomes a recurring theme of this, <laughs> yes. which is fake blood being thrown against a tree. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Unabashedly thrown against the tree. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What? I don't think that's the right use of the word unabashedly, but all right. You don't think so? No. Why? Because you don't, you don't, it unabashedly throws, no. It is, I don't think so. I I agree with the sentiment, but not the grammar of your sentence. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, so post credits, did you see the cameo from director Adam Green? Post credits? Uh, no, oh, post the opening post credits. Post opening credits. I was like, you skipped all the way to the end, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm worth you. Movie's over. <laughs> uh, 
is he the one who is on uh on top uh, uh up in no. the balcony no he's with he's with joel david moore uh he's one of their friends he's the one puking at the very beginning you see him puking and then he's where he's got like the uh the marijuana leaf necklace mm-hmm. okay and then he you, pukes in the second movie Maybe I'm thinking of the second movie. Yeah, that, that makes sense because the second movie, he's partied all night. Yeah. So the first movie, he's just hanging out with them and he's drinking a beer. So that's Adam Green? That's Adam Green. Which you Isn't saw. Isn't that kid blonde? No, not that kid. The other kid. Hmm. The other guy. He was wearing a hat. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so we get director cameo. Then you got Joel David Moore, mm-hmm. uh, who uh, is always super charming, I think. He's in stuff. He's He's like... Uh, he looks and talks cool pretty DJ awkward. Squalls. He's the cool yeah. DJ Squalls. He like looks and talks awkward, but completely pulls it off. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would also go with um, the guy from Scream who was Shaggy. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. I think he he's in that wheelhouse. Yeah, I think Matthew Lillard is like the king of those, though. Sure, but he also. You know, outside of being shaggy where he leans into all that, he doesn't look as awkward. No. Um, but he can. He can. He can. Yeah. And I think Joel David Moore uh, looks awkward and is cool in spite of being awkward. Yeah. Whereas Matthew Lillard, I think, is cool and can be awkward. Sure. We'll go with those terms. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I do have to say, okay, I I have one effects complaint okay. per movie okay and this one is at the beginning the brother alistair or whatever his name is yep that arm rip looked terrible like it he's very obviously has his arm right next to it and i think they just thought it was gonna be a quick shot but it looked bad okay i think i know which one you're talking about because it very much looks like his shoulder like he's got it tucked behind him it's not even tucked behind him like it's beside him it very much looks like there's an extra like he's got like an extra six to eight inches of Mm -hmm. torso sure like Width-wise. I'll give you that one. That's fair. Yeah. This movie was like, uh, this movie was made, it, it can't happen anymore, but this movie was make, made and financed with a fake trailer. Like he took X amount of money and went mm-hmm. to the swamps and he just got, he like was on a boat tour like this or rented a boat Yeah. and did a bunch of shots along the water. Mm-hmm. And then he had like his friend's four-year-old girl just tell the fairy tale of Victor Crowley. And then he got the movie financed That's with cool. that fake trailer. That's cool. That's a cool story. Yeah. Um, this movie does the thing you don't see in movies that I don't. I don't think I've ever seen, which is there's a shot where they're in historic downtown Louisiana, and then the camera goes wide and you can see how close actual downtown, like modern downtown Louisiana, is. And like in movies, you always think, oh, all of all of New Orleans looks like this all of new orleans looks like bourbon street yep but then you're like oh they're the skyscrapers yeah well that and then they also like once they board the bus and start driving it's like you're in suburbia now yeah like it it, it shows you like it's not all by you it's not all bourbon street right <laughs> but where else in the world are you going to go from drunken frat boys suburbia skyscrapers swamps yeah in an hour drive that's where not many no not many that's why i said uh, we get a Tony Todd cameo in Hatchet, mm-hmm. bracing yourself for Hatchet too. But uh, uh, 
He's he's so good. I love Tony Todd. He just yeah. he's he just is so riv- like he's on camera and you can't pay attention to anything else. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he yeah, he's got like that. He's like if Carl Weathers was a Shakespearean actor. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he just has like this gravitas to yeah. him. Uh, and I love that he leans into this movie. Like he leans into it in that he's playing that character that he knows that he's a big defining character. Like he tells the story about how some, how he can't do swamp tours at night anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's this big lead up and it's this build up, And then it ends with, and he sued my ass. Yeah. <laughs> and he bumped his head and sued my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Um, so we end up in the swamp, right? Sure. No. Uh, uh yeah let's talk about the tour guide yes perry shen Uh, this this character that he's playing and even anytime he's not using his quote-unquote real voice all the different like he's just asian adam sandler like he is totally just bad cajun man he's even like doing the cadence and i stuff guess sometimes. i could see i guess i could see asian adam sandler from that sure. and then when he goes into like angry chinese guy yeah it's adam sandler as an angry chinese guy <laughs> i never put that thought into it but i guess okay yeah sure that being said i really i him the cajun perry shen is my favorite perry shen though like <laughs> sure like i love the asian cajun <laughs> like which if you're an asian born down there yes, that's exactly what you would absolutely be. but he's just leading into it so hard but Except it's also, you have a better accent but it's also he's so he's so fake like he's like it's just dripping with inauthenticity yes <laughs> i i know the word you were trying for there yes. and i agree with that one yes. good not in <laughs> i don't know if that's what i said i really want to hear that again uh uh so there's a lot of shots uh you can tell it's low budget there's a lot of shots where it's just a wide shot of the boat going down the river and then a bunch of adr jokes (laughs) just like whole conversations happening in wide Mm -hmm. it's true (laughs) which like it's like yeah that's the low budgetness yes that you know you just kind of have to appreciate yeah for sure I feel like the like I, I know the stories like of on the set like him like in uh, on set like losing time and like literally ripping pages out of the out of the script out of the script that they're not going to be able to film mm-hmm. and I always wonder what they were but it's probably some of it's that yeah. you know where they were just like all right I guess we're going to have to do it in wides <laughs> and have this conversation over the top so Mary Beth Dunstan is there she's looking for uh, Robert England mm-hmm. and Josh from Blair Witch. Uh, to try to find their bodies. Yes. Uh, and then the boat starts to sink. The boat starts to sink. And they have to get off. Yep. Led and by uh, Richard. Oh, what's his name? Richard. The old guy? Yeah. Um, Ryle or something? R-I-H-L-E, I think. Really? Really? Richard Really. Really? That's Richard Really. Is that really his name? Uh, I think so. So I think, uh, so you'd recognize him from everything. He's, yeah. He's like, he's in everything. And uh, 
he's just great. Like he's so, the both of those two, the Parmaggios are so perfect. Like they're like the all American, like are going to donate and buy every Girl Scout cookie when they see them. And they're mm-hmm. going to be so complimentary to everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I loved their back and forth with Perry Shen when he's trying to like do the swamp tour mm-hmm. and they're correcting him yeah. and telling him shit. Yeah. That's totally me. Uh, actually, <laughs> this is why uh, your native people do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> your purported native people. Yeah. But he's so genuine. It's not even like he's being a smart ass. Like he's right. trying to help. That's yeah. why he's so charming. Exactly. Yeah. He's not trying to correct him. He's just being being friendly and helpful. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets bit by an alligator. He gets bit by an alligator. Which well, he, doesn't really... he racks his nuts first. <laughs> and then he gets bit by an alligator. Uh, and then he gets his arm ripped off when we meet Victor Crowley. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome, mm-hmm. only to be upstaged by the death of his wife, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you enjoy this death? Sure. Uh, what does he do? Uh, he he grabs her mouth and rips the top of her head off. Yeah, he grabs bottom jaw, top jaw, and an all-in-one shot, it spins around them, so mm-hmm. they switched from being the real actress to going to around his back and then swapping it with a with the prosthetic and mm-hmm. the effects and then they open it up like a, like a fruit that you rip in half. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna, I couldn't remember the word for orange <laughs> and then I was going to say watermelon, but that's not how you open a watermelon. Is that how you <laughs> open an orange? Yeah. You grab a hold of the, of the peel and you just rip it back. Okay. Is that not? You're, you're killing me this whole episode, man. <laughs> oh. That's how you that's how you peel an orange. You don't take like half of the orange off the top of it. No, but that's how you peel the skin off. He didn't he peel he peels off her entire top of head. Hmm. Alright, if you wanted to rip an orange in half, imagine you rip an orange in half. Mm-hmm. And that's how you how you do it. Or you know how you can uh Take a an apple and you can twist it into two halves because um, it's bilaterally it's, symmetrical or something. I didn't know you could do that. <clears throat> I mean, oh. you got to be strong, but yeah. Oh, I guess you could do that with a phone book too. So I guess you can yeah. theory, rip all. But they're both and... they're both things that are like uh, you kind of have to be strong, but it makes you look stronger. Yes, there's a science behind it for mm-hmm. sure. Yes, yeah. biology and physics respectively. Yes. Uh, so we meet Victor Crowley, played yeah. by Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to see uh, his childhood. Yes. And boy, does that kid look fucking gross. And <laughs> I, I wanted to not look at my screen. I just wanted to shoot like that kid. The kids deserve to be dead. Like, <laughs> just because that kid, he's ugly. Like yeah. you're rooting for the kids that lit yeah. his house on fire. Sure. You're like, yeah. get him. He's an ugly. <laughs> I'm talking when he was a kid. By the time he grew up into the, the Kane Hodder thing. <laughs> He was fine. <laughs> Whatever. He 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 looked like good and gross. But as a kid, yeah, no. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. No bueno. Uh, young Victor Crowley, played by Adam Green's wife. Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a fun fact. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, it's, it's kind of a cool origin story, right? Yeah, it is. So, like, uh, dude and his deformed son, and he looks after the son, and then um, some rapscallions accidentally light the house on fire, and he's trying to break into the house and accidentally axes his son in the face. He hatchets his face. Why would you choose the word axe? 
because an axe is... It's the legend of Hatchet Face on a movie called Hatchet. Why is this movie called Hatchet, right? Because he's hatcheting, like he's splitting wood, which is a thing you would use an axe for. Like you you use a hatchet for like survival, right? Like you bring a hatchet along when you're camping. If you if you this is like your home and you constantly need to split wood, you invest in an axe. Yeah, well, it's better the, for your back. Here's the thing: the hatchets like this don't even exist. They had to make them for the movie because because yeah, it's because it's, yeah. it's a because it's a, a hatchet handle with an axe head. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so then thing. Kane Hodder, who is this big huge dude, play, he, who plays the dad, <laughs> yeah. he then has to go and axe down the door but with a hatchet and so it just it just he's taking it just looks hilarious it's like jose canseco trying to hit a baseball with the little tiny little novelty bats yeah those little souvenir bats yeah Yeah. that's exactly what he is do you know jose canseco blew off his finger no yeah he blew off his finger cleaning his gun Hmm. what a fucking idiot my favorite thing that ever happened to Jose Canseco is he, he played outfield, and one time somebody hit a ball just short of the wall, and he w- went to catch it, and instead of catching it, he missed. It bounced off his head and went over the fence, and that guy got a home run. Uh, there's got to be video of this, right? Yes, there is. It's great. <laughs> That's amazing. It is. Oh, I got to watch that. Uh, so I used, to, I used to listen to his podcast and follow the website, uh, Giant Bomb. And, um, one of their employees, uh, Dan, I want to say Castellaneta, but that's the voice of Homer Simpson. Uh, anyway, he was the first person to ever get married in a Taco Bell. Uh, (laughs) I just searched Jose Canseco on YouTube and ball hits head is the very first thing. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, all right. I'm watching this. So it's flying. Now wait, listen to the commentators. <laughs> he looks so confused. He's like, what just happened? Oh, oh, replay. Here it is. Yeah, here it's it is. going slow motion. He's not even close to catching it. Not close. It's <laughs> I love the he's I love laughing. the announcer laughing. He's laughing at it. It's, it's like he's devoted his life to baseball. He's been watching baseball for sixty years. He's been in baseball for like thirty. He's never seen And this that. is the dumbest thing he's ever seen in his entire life. And he can't hide that fact. I can't believe I've I've missed that. Yeah. Is this what it felt like for you when I showed you the Hulk Hogan it's not hot thing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, how have I not seen this? <laughs> it's the way I feel. How have I not seen that? <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, anyway, I remember his name. It's Dan Reichert. He wrote a book. Uh, he he has a rivalry with Jose Canseco because he thinks Jose Canseco is a big, dumb idiot. And uh, I, mean, I feel like we have video evidence yeah. to prove that. <laughs> and he wrote a, a book about uh, Jose Canseco. Uh, and I bought it, and I haven't read it yet, but I need to. And it's uh, it's great. The fact that they have a Twitter rivalry is great. Because he's just this dude who writes about video games and was the first person to ever get married in Taco Bell. And he his, his rival in life is is Jose Canseco. I feel like that could be really good for the podcast if we just picked one celebrity to, <laughs> to really, somehow we could get them to respond to us and get under their skin. Yeah. But, but you know, 
we're not even close to famous. He was he was semi Twitter famous before. Yeah. But I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if I want to be famous for being a troll. I was I was gonna say that. I think there's plenty <laughs> of trolls that don't get famous. I don't know how we would be any different. Um But yeah, so Keen Hodder with his little axe. Yeah. With his <laughs> baby axe. And he's like he's doing two handed because you know what? He Kane Hodder looks like a big dumb idiot, but you know he he acts. Yep. He he's an okay actor, and he's trying to put on a performance yes. with the most ridiculous thing in his hands, and it's great. Yeah, uh, I do really like the backstory, and we'll talk more about it in two. Um, but he does a really great job of having laid out enough that you have kind of one version. It's like Maniac Cop; like you yeah. think you know what it is, yeah, and it changes in two. Mm-hmm. So then you get the origin story, like mm-hmm. kind of right off the get off the boat. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. We have this. Now, you know, it'll be another 30 minutes before we see the monster. Nope. Then he comes and rips the woman's head off and rips his arm off. Yeah. And there's a pretty steady stream of, of casualties for the next 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Which is great because you don't have to spend, they do a little bit of looking around in the woods or whatever, mm-hmm. but the movie's filled with enough uh, humor and stuff in between yeah. that it's not just a search and find type movie. Right. Um, we have the porno director who's played by the best friend from Dharma and Greg. Uh, Joel Murray. Yeah. I've always, I've always liked. Yes. He's, he's the the unsung Murray yes. brother. Uh, uh, yes. We've got him. We've got a couple of his... Uh, his bimbos that are going to be in his Girls Gone Wild-esque video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, Joel David Moore and his best friend. Uh, token black guy. Token black guy. There was uh, in the audio commentary or back uh, behind the scenes video. I think mm-hmm. it was behind the scenes. There's this, a shot where he's in the in the tree and mm-hmm. they're trying to keep continuity. So they're hosing him down. And he was like yelling at Adam Green saying like, you have a black man in a tree and you're spraying him with water. <laughs> What are you doing right now? <laughs> That's great. But it was, it was good. Like, he very much seems like his character, which is which was fun. That's cool. I did enjoy their little back and forth. Like, they're, like he was a good friend, but they weren't, he wasn't about to not bust Joel David oh, Moore's yeah. balls. Like, they've been, yeah, they've been friends forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love when they're on the boat and, uh, or this is, yeah, they're on the boat and, uh, I don't remember, he says something stupid and then... His friend, the his like, uh, oh man, that was the worst thing since whatever, and he's like, yeah, well, it's not as bad as, but I got nothing. And then they just cut to another scene, and then they come back, and he's like, it's not as bad as that fade you had in high school. He's like, no, <laughs> we're no, done. Man, with we're this. done with that. You still stuck on that? We're we're past that. Now. I love that when Joel David Moore started trying to hit on Mary Beth, uh, and he had like said a couple things. He's like, "So you got any pets?" And then you do, like you know, they don't even cut to him, hmm. but he just slaps the him in the back comes of the, from head. On the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so you got any pets? Like that is the worst pickup line trying to make conversations ever. Uh, yeah. So Victor Crowley is just running around wreaking havoc, right? He kills all the character actors first. Yes, <laughs> and then. Uh, uh, well, they probably of, had the highest per day yeah, rate, so they had to get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's a sick Hofstra burn because they're like uh, dishing out secrets, and he's like, "Everybody has any more secrets?" And the porn actress is like, "I didn't go to NYU. I applied, but I didn't get in. I had to go to Hofstra." Sick Hofstra burn. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and then it's just it's kind of gore porn. Yes. That's what this movie is. Yeah, it is. 
Um, but it's not it's not hostile at all. Like no, that's torture porn. That's yes, a little different. Yes, exactly. This is for fun. Yes, like that is the point that this is fun. This is over the top, absurd, mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah. Um, and we get our final shot with Victor Crowley grabbing Mary DeBeth and pulling her out of the water. Right. Right. Uh, the black friend gets smashed on the green grave. Mm-hmm. You notice that? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing I had to add. Yeah. And the movie, like, it just ends. Yes. It's not like it ends with a sting or anything. It's like this is the middle of a scene. Mm-hmm. This is the monster has come back, and it's the middle of the scene, and then it just cuts to credits. Yes. There's no stinger. Nope. It just, like, well, he got her. stops. That's it. He got her. <laughs> yeah, but, there's, like, you know, Friday the 13th ends with a sting yes. when he grabs her from yes. the, out of the boat. Mm-hmm. In like a, a you know a, a freeze frame mm-hmm. whatever, this yep. like it's just like we're shooting a scene and we ran out of film so credits. <laughs> uh, obviously a very conscious decision, but that is what yeah. it feels like. Yes, um, yeah, I enjoy Hatchet. I think it's fun. I think that it, uh, it, it one of the tag the tagline they had when it was released was uh, it's not. Uh, it's not a remake. It's not based. Oh, what am I? Why is it on the show then? Uh, it's it's it said it's not a remake. Uh, it's not based on a Japanese one, and it's not something else. There's another one. It's a great story. <sighs> Point, here's where I was going with that. Okay. When, when this was made, everything was remakes. Everything yeah. was uh, Japanese. The uh, ring and the, the ring grudge. and everything like that. So this was kind of a return to like a unique original thing, yeah. and it brought back Kane Hodder because this is post him not being Jason and Freddy versus Jason, so everybody was was upset about that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And even though it might not be your thing, you can see why. Yeah, I like this. Like, sure. Yeah, which is weird because a hundred episodes ago you explicitly said you didn't like slasher films. Yeah, but I, I, I think that still holds true. But that's what I don't like. This is, this is more of the gore porn. This is more of a comedy. Like Victor Crowley has never made fun of himself. Like he is never part of the thing that's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is different than your standard slasher, where they're there. It's it's a hundred percent serious and not a fun. Like my general argument with slashers is nothing happens. Yeah. You're watching them run and hide to run and hide to run and hide to run and hide. Nothing happens. And here, when they're running and hiding, it's still funny in between. There's still things happening. Yeah. So. All right. That's my argument for that. Do you have an interstitial? Mm, I don't know if I do. How about you? Did you bring one today? Uh, on my drive over here, I saw something I'd never seen before. Yeah. I saw a bird poop midair. Like it was flying, and then it just kind of s- slowed down and was like almost at a hover, mm-hmm. and it just shat, and then it just kept going, and it sped back up. Have you ever been pooped on by a bird? I've not. I've been pooped on twice by a bird in my life. Okay. The first time, uh, we were at like a a safari, like a drive through safari, mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of animals around. Like it's not re- it's not quite a zoo, but they got shit there. Yeah. And I got pooped on there, which kind of made sense because there's a lot of birds. It's like, wasn't quite an aviary, but I was like, this was a risk that I signed up for by mm-hmm. coming here. 
the second time that I got pooped on was June second, two thousand seventeen. <laughs> A day that will live in infamy. Because my mom died that day. Oh. So <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. So so like we got the phone call at like five thirty six in the morning, went to the hospital. I feel fucking <laughs> terrible right now. <laughs> I hate you. You're the worst person ever. <laughs> that was great because you know that I saw that whole thing coming like mm-hmm. that. So, so like we go to the hospital, <clears throat> that goes down. We, I go to my dad's afterwards. Like everybody's gonna kind of meet over there. Mm-hmm. Like I came home, talked to my wife, cried for a while and stuff. Then we went to my dad's, or I went to my dad's, and uh, like I'm standing outside. We're just talking because that's what you do in those mm-hmm. in those times. Yeah. And I'm standing there, and a bird pooped on my shoulder. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? The world didn't shit on you enough. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Metaphorically. So it was, it was good, though, because we physically. were able to sit back and laugh at it. Like, yeah. how absurd. that! Like, what else? it's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Like, any other time it might ruin your day. Like, that yeah. didn't touch the rest of my day. Yeah. It's just it's, like. <laughs> that may have been the best thing that happened to you that yeah, day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it was like. I had to dig around in my car to try to see if I had another shirt. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the second time I got pooped on, and I I remember that day. <laughs> uh, you remember uh, I talked about my grandma. She like, uh, she was a lick the spoon yes. kind of person. So like the time that she was making the dog food and didn't yes. realize she was making dog food and licked the fork. Um, so we were all out at my grandma's house, <clears throat> and we were all just sitting outside eating ice cream cones. And uh, exactly where you think the story is going is exactly where it goes. Uh, something lands on her arm. It's probably not cold, but she thinks, oh, I just dropped some of my vanilla ice cream cone onto my arm. And she gives it a lick. It's <laughs> the most vile thing. And I didn't, I didn't see that. What I did see is her begin to spit, spit violently, and almost puke. <laughs> and then we were later filled in on the rest. <laughs> That's kind of. A, I mean, how many people could actually be able to tell you what what bird shit tastes like? It's true. Did yeah. she did she give you an answer? Uh, I I don't know that I've asked so. Maybe maybe that's more. Homework. I feel like there's something that's kind of got to be built into us that even if if you'd never tasted shit mm-hmm. and I put shit in your mouth, you would know that shit. Yeah, you know what shit smells like, and ninety percent is yeah. taste is smell. Yeah, but like that's the whole reason things taste bad. Things taste bad because we're not supposed to eat them. Yes, like vegetables. Yes, <laughs> uh, like lettuce. Uh yeah. I like that. That's disgusting. And it is horrible, disgusting. Just so you know, it's great. Uh, do you think Hatchet Two is horrible and disgusting? <laughs> What's the synopsis uh, for Hatchet Two? Uh, it's exactly what you think it is. Again, <laughs> <laughs> overall thoughts. Uh, less good. Oh, I disagree. hundred percent. Okay. Hatchet Two is way better. Hatchet Two was my favorite movie for a while. I love right. Hatchet Two. Well, then let's dig in. Do it. Um, it's our opening shot. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. So my note for the end of Hatchet 1 is, it just ends. Then my first note for Hatchet 2 is, it just begins. 
there's one minor difference here, though. Uh, minor? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they replaced the lead. Yeah. Um, which is which is awesome in that. Uh, so when Adam Green cast the movie the first time, mm-hmm. Daniel Harris, who's Mary Beth in two, uh, had applied, and she was. Uh, she's been in a bunch of horror stuff. She was in Halloween four and five when she was real little and stuff, but uh, he didn't want to cast her in that lead because he felt like he already had too many cameos from horror people. Okay. And in hindsight, he definitely says he should have just done it because it would have septupled down (laughs) on that because that's what he does in Hatchet 2. Yeah. Let's go through real quick. How many people do you recognize from Hatchet 2? Do you recognize any of these people? Uh, Tony Todd. Okay. Uh... The uncle is somebody. Yes. The uncle is Tom Holland, who wrote and directed Child's Play. Okay. Fright Night. Okay. And those movies. Uh, Tony Todd. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll keep, we'll, we'll, we'll get to more as we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jack Cracker. We didn't talk about Jack Cracker. So Jack Cracker's this crazy old man that Perry Shen just sits around drinking his old own piss, right? Yeah. And then they show him drinking his piss. Mm-hmm. He ends up taking Daniel Harris, and they've got this great sequence where he keeps trying to get her to drink her piss. Well, he piss. just hands it to her because that's what he has, yes. and that's his Keep refreshment. This, yeah, exactly. And then and then she keeps they're putting just it up to you in the conversation. Yes, yeah, it's great. Uh, that's John Carl Beekler, who just recently passed away. Okay, so that's the director of Troll and. Uh, he did the special effects in the first one, big special effects guy. Uh, so that's John Carl Beekler. Okay. Yes. Okay, sorry. We had a brief intermission there as Justin was consulting. <laughs> Beardy Mc- motorcycle guy. He looks vaguely familiar to me. Beardy, yes. Uh, well, he shouldn't look uh, familiar, but he was uh, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Okay. So he may not look familiar. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? Yes. Is there a non-original Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3? Uh, I mean, there's the third one that's newish, but it's not. But there is a movie called Leatherface, which also is the third of the newest ones. Okay. No, it's not. It's the fourth of the newest ones because it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Uh, then Texas Chainsaw 3D, then Leatherface. Okay which is the fourth one, mm-hmm. not a remake of Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. <laughs> it's a prequel to the original. It's called Leatherface. But isn't the beginning a prequel? That's a prequel to the remake. <laughs> okay. Duh. <laughs> you embarrass yourself. I've really, yeah, man, I really got to get on <laughs> yes. this. Uh, so we get Adam Green puking. Uh, that's when we, we get his cameo. Uh, and Mary Beth has come back into town. She's like, I got to find. She's a foot shorter now. She... <laughs> uh, I, I've always had a, I have a total crush on Daniel Harris, too. Okay. Yeah. She's adorable. I love her. Uh, and then we go to Tony Todd and Tony Todd is in this whole fucking movie. And I love it because yeah. he is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just Reverend zombieing it up. Yeah. And she goes to him and she's like, we need to go find my daddy and my brother. Yeah, and he's like, do you maybe bring an uncle or an uncle or, you know, like a family member, like an uncle, like maybe an uncle. Do you, you have got an, an uncle? uncle? Uncle. Like you, uh, you should bring somebody, probably an uncle. 
it is it's pretty heavy-handed which yeah. is great but she's like oh i guess i could do that i'll bring my uncle no problem i have an uncle i think <laughs> yeah, i have an uncle uh and perry shen is back mm-hmm. not playing sean no he's playing me <laughs> uh so he's playing uh his twin brother yeah <laughs> which never explicitly says he's his twin uh, it's true he just says brother yeah yes uh but he's back yeah <laughs> and that's awesome <laughs> um so he's he's uh he's he's tony todd's helper and he has to go assemble a big group of people. Yeah. Uh, and amongst the group of people that he gets is... Well, hold on. Yes. You've skipped over... I'm sorry. Tony so Todd sorry. tells a brand new origin story yes. for Victor Crowley. Yes, exactly. And this is important. <clears throat> so what's our new origin story? It's not a new one. It's just more information. It doesn't contradict anything. It's just uh, more information. Uh, it makes everything terrible and worse. <laughs> So he's he's a bastard child, right? Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the daddy, the mama had stomach cancer, so he she had a nurse, and so he would cry fuck the nurse, and then uh, she died, and then briefly came back to life just to curse the baby, and then died again, and then. The, ma- the 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 nurse died of fright when she delivered the baby. Yeah. But Kane Hodder still loved his son. Mm-hmm. But he kind of hid him away, not because he was scared for him, but he was ashamed of uh, his infidelity. Yeah. And the curse that was brought down. Also, they totally changed the mask. Yeah. Like, before he looked hideous and awesome. Like, he only had one eye and... Uh, like it looked really cool. Now he just looks like a cross between like the kid from Mask and Sloth. Okay. He looks a little more generic. Maybe. But yeah. I don't know. I think that's the same that, like they went from John Carl Beekler to Robert Pentagrass. It's just that's what happens when they go to a new And I it frustrates me. Like all movies do that. Like they think that they have to redo it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh so we so we change the we get the new origin story and then we get our group of hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Mike Mendez is in the front row. He directed Big Ass Spider. Okay. Uh, we have Lloyd Kaufman is there. Oh, I didn't see Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, I would have recognized Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, he was definitely there. Uh, we get uh, Marcus Dunstan, who is uh, who Mary Beth Dunstan is named after. And uh, it's the writer of... She's not named after Dunstan from Dunstan Checks In? No. No, mm-hmm. no, no. It's not. Um, all, and he wrote mo- the big chunk of the Saw franchise, including part five, our favorite. Okay. Uh, that's the chubbier bearded guy. A.J. Bowen is the guy that ends up dying having sex. Okay. We saw him in like You're Next, and I talked about how awesome he was. Like We hung out for a while at a convention, mm-hmm. and he was signing everything for free, and he's this huge horror fan. He's there. Uh and I'm missing some people in between here, but uh, was the was the lady somebody? The the woman that he has sex with? Yeah, I don't think so. Not that yeah. I recognize. Uh, I'm sure she is, but not that I know off the top of my head. Uh, but the highlight of this group for me is Colton Dunn, who is the black guy. Mm-hmm. He is so fantastic. Yeah, I love him he, so much. He made the biscuit song. Yes. And the biscuit song is the best thing in this movie. <laughs> the biscuit song is great. The biscuit song I made as a ringtone for a while <laughs> for my wife because we would just sing the biscuit song to each other randomly back and forth. It was great. Um, 
I loved it. Uh, I, my other, my favorite part with him, even more than the biscuits song, is when he's like kind of trying to talk to Tony Todd, and he's just like magic voodoo, like he's doing an impression of Tony Todd mm-hmm. to Tony Todd, and it's fantastic. I love it so much. Um, this good. Okay. Go ahead, because you have enthusiasm. I'm just going to bring it down. That's fine. I was just going to say that like, all of this back and forth is, is just so much fun. And then when people start dying, they're dying in such fun, over-the-top, absurd ways that I don't know how you can't have fun watching. Not have fun I feel like this, this is movie. the movie where nothing happens. Like, it's a slasher movie, right? But the only deaths are at the beginning and at the end. Like, you get a montage of deaths mm-hmm. in the backstory. Sure. Like... Here's some hunters, and there they get dead. And here's some fishers, fishermen, and his face fell off. And uh, and then it's just like a long stretch with nothing but the biscuit song to entertain you. I disagree totally. I think all of that stuff is entertaining. I think Tony Todd hitting play so that he comes out to rock music as he's trying to sell these hunters, and he's got a cape that he throws off, and Perry Shen has to try to catch the cape. That's incredible. Like you have Tony Todd being the most absurd version of Tony Todd ever. That's taking himself so seriously. Like it's like Tony Todd playing Michael from the office, like <laughs> just this absurd version of himself. All right. Uh, and biscuits on guy asking about the chips ahoy is pretty good. Yes. Uh, the Colton Dunn hitting on Daniel Harris. Like he's, he's grabbing her face and he's going like, Hey, will you make out with me? <laughs> I think all of that is fun. I think it's it's all great. Uh, and I, I really have a good time with all of that. You get AJ Bowen ends up like he's going back and forth with his ex and they end up having sex and he gets murdered while having sex. Uh, right after saying G- that sex is equally as good as baby Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, I do maybe he won't, he flipped his cards from going to from the upstairs to the downstairs. What's he supposed to say? So he's begging this chick and she's like, do you love me more than baby Jesus? Do you love this more than baby Jesus? And obviously she wants to hear an affirmative, mm-hmm. but he's a Christian. He's a God-fearing man. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to say he loves it more than baby Jesus. So he's like, I love about, about, equal, about an equal amount. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's about an equal amount. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Bring it, bring me down. Cause I don't know if you can, cause I have fun with this movie. Well, I mean, that was my big thing. Was like, I felt like it was kind of boring. Like this is the movie. Kind of nothing happens. Uh, there might not be a lot of uh, of action highlights like that in the middle, but uh, again, you got Colton Dunn running all over. You got Daniel Harris being a super cutie. Um, he at least uses a hatchet in this movie. He really didn't in the first one. Mm-hmm. He uses it a couple times, so that's good. Uh, so my one bad effect. Mm-hmm. First movie it was the arm rip. This one is when uh, he puts the guy's face in the boat motor. And then it comes up and it's just like a rubber thing that didn't look good at all. Well, it's like it's like his face is gone, so it's just like strips hanging out. I didn't right, think that but they, bad. I thought they, they, they looked very stiff and I didn't think it looked good. Um, I think if I have a problem with these, it's the, like when he just when he gets rid of bodies, they're too they're obviously dummies, they're too light. Yeah. But I actually like that one. I think it was because it was waterlogged, like it looked like it had weight when he threw it to the side. Yeah. 
more like doubling, doubling and tripling down on throwing the fake blood at trees. Yes, exactly. They put like extra pause in between there. Like, is it going to happen? And then here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Victor Crowley finds the world's biggest chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Like, where where did he get that? Uh, uh, Dennis Hopper left it from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two. The thing was like 13 feet long. Yeah. Well, also he uses a gas powered belt sander that doesn't exist. That, that, that doesn't exist. They made it for the movie. It's That's fine. It's absurd. It's supposed to be absurd. That's that, the point. Isn't that, in, isn't that thing in the first movie? Oh yeah. Well still. All right. So the first movie, it doesn't matter. Point is, is that there's things that don't exist that's here. A, that's a callback. It's, it's just, callback it's right just fun. Uh, he, he gets an amazing kill on R.A. Mailoff, uh, biker dude, mm-hmm. by by curb stomping him on a table. Yeah. And it's awesome. American history X's him. Yes. On a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, he skins Tony Todd. Yeah. Then throws him in some bushes. And it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> uh... It's so one of the things we've never really talked about on on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have yourself a little rivalry. I do, and a I, rivalry of your own. I was going to say it's a one. You, you have you have your own Jose Canseco. I, I do, except but Jose Canseco isn't talking back in this. No, he doesn't scenario. know. He doesn't know. It's yeah. just me sending you a series of anger filled. Can you messages. fucking believe what this guy did? <laughs> uh, and so this is a guy who claims to have gone to Hollywood. And now he lives in f- beautiful Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yep. Uh, and he claims that he was in Hatchet 2. Yes. There are like six people in this movie outside of that one scene. So did, 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 did you see him? I definitely didn't see him. Not credited. The only thing that I can th- think, uh, just giving somebody the benefit of the doubt to not just being a total fucking sociopath liar. Which... Is possible in your head? He definitely is. Um, is that he might be in the crowd scene somewhere, like his back? What crowd scene? Like at the opening when she's walking, like Adam Green's puking, and there's people walking around on the streets. There's like the streets are basically dead, basically, but not completely dead. So I'm okay. saying, is he? Is he? Is he the guy who walks beside her and then walks into the street in front of that truck? Yes. Okay. That's. <laughs> like I'm, I'm so you th- okay i think that that's worse i would rather he just made it up and was like what's a movie that people won't have seen hatchet 2 i was in i i had a small part in, hatchet in pirates 2. of the caribbean too i would much rather he did <laughs> i would much rather him completely make it up than he was the guy who walked past Daniel Harris, whoever her name is. Yeah, I don't. You, you've seen things that I've sent you. He talks about about how they're he's they're they're tw- uh, trend all the time on Twitter. His podcast, his podcast that he puts out sporadically that, and, that has less followers than we do. Yes, and we are by no means popular. No, his we his, talk about that. His his, po- his his podcast that uh, is downloaded in hundreds of countries across the world. I don't even think he, his podcast gets hundreds of downloads. No. Uh, we haven't looked lately. Are we still big in France? France was beating <laughs> we the U.S. We were big US. in France for a while. 
That was weird. Yeah. Uh, I think that might have been the uh, Hard Candy episode. Is that what it was? Or not Hard Candy. Um, what was the the one with the rock and roll devil? Not hard, Devil's Candy? Devil's Candy. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, um, what else do I have that, that's been bullshit on that? Uh, um, he referenced how good of him and Adam Green are friends, right? And and see, I you he, retain all of this, and he shows and me and see that you send it to me, and I'm like, that's funny, and, and then he, I forget about it. But he references the picture that he uses to show how good of friends they are is a picture that's taken at a convention. <laughs> like, if 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 Tom Karosic, mm-hmm. when when Tom Karosic mm-hmm. is incredibly fucking popular, right? Okay, and he's he's selling out arenas and shit. Mm-hmm. I am not gonna wait in line to get a picture with my friend. Yeah. No, I am going to wait until I see my friend. I'm going to kick him in the balls because that's what I do to my friend. You know what I mean? Like that is not a relationship. No, your friends, you're not doing that with your, your real friends. Right. Um, yeah. His podcast that, uh, Adam green got him was going to be on this, this huge platform that never happened. (laughs) Like, I don't know, just on and on all of these things for, for years that I've been sending you that are obvious bullshit. He his podcast. He sits at a kitchen table. We have this lovely table with all sorts of horror memorabilia mm-hmm. and uh, arm stands holding our microphones like goddamn professionals. Uh, yeah. So I definitely have the like. It's every fucking thing. It's like narcissism and bullshit. Like, <laughs> right? Oh, he he has a TV show, right? He has a TV show now? Well, I mean, he's claimed to have a TV show. One hasn't came out. It's almost as popular as Joe So Joe, the TV show. But I showed you that first like clip, and it's on vertical phone. He has the phone vertical. Hey, man, Justice League started with vertical phone footage, man. And that's supposed to be... uh, So, yeah, I didn't see him here. So it's an (laughs) open letter, I guess, to you if you're out there that you can... uh, Tell me that I'm wrong about these things, but I've seen nothing to back up 99% of the claims that you've ever made. And I feel like I have to call bullshit on Josh, most that of name? this. Not to be confused with uh, Micropenis Josh. His name's Josh. I'm not going to say his last name because I'm not a dick. Okay, sure. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. Josh, if you're listening, <laughs> challenge. It's thrown down. Yeah, I'm I'm welcome to be wrong. Cause Come I'm, on the podcast. I just feel like I have so many questions. We will talk about the making of Hatchet 2. No, I don't know if I if I am a, about that. Because remember <laughs> that back and forth? I talked to him at one point, messaged him, and I was like, hey, you can come on Remake Me. We'll go on your thing. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be reciprocal, right? This yeah. is after he put out, he puts out open casting calls every fucking week almost. Because yeah. he's like, nobody will be on my podcast. Come, come, be, on my come podcast. be on my podcast. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. You come on ours. And he's like, I don't know. Why don't I just come on yours? And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was already just like trying to bury the hatchet. No pun intended. <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> I haven't really been enraged about this for a while. You're welcome. Thank you. What did you I mean, this is, this is the one thing no, that I really is, remember about no, him. No, you're right. Is that yes. he claimed to be in this movie. So... I, I had to bring it up at this point. This uh, was always going to yeah, happen the moment no, you picked there's, that. There's so many more, but all right. Maybe I'll dig through my old messages and find those, and we'll do a little <laughs> callback to this thing. So uh, so speaking of rage, how yes. does Hatchet 2 end? Hatchet 2 ends with uh, Mary Beth just find a fucking going nuts on, on Victor Crowley's face. 
and destroying yeah. him with his own hatchet just, and then blowing his face off with a shotgun. Yeah. And it just ends. Yep. Which leads me to believe <laughs> Amazon told me that there is t- there are at least two more movies. <laughs> leads me to believe that Hatchet 3 picks up right here. It's possible. Do you think mm-hmm. we'll see any new horror faces? <laughs> new horror faces? Yeah. Like other cameos from people that... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Okay. But I've seen the cover of Victor, uh, Victor Crowley, which is the fourth one. Yes. And it's, he, he just looks like himself. Yeah. Not like I've been completely smashed in and my face went all rubbery. Well, he's a repeater ghost. They already said that. So he just regenerates every night. Okay. That's been made very clear. Mm. I wish you'd pay attention. So what's Maniac Cop? <laughs> Next week? Next week. First movie. First movie. Top one. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Dimension Extreme, Triple Feature. Uh, we're going to watch <laughs> from the executive producers, Wes Craven, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Chris Moore, which I think that I know why this happened. Uh, Feast. Yeah, it's a Project Greenlight movie. Yeah. Uh, did you ever watch that show? No. I feel like I watched a couple episodes. I want to, and I definitely want to watch this season. Yeah. How many seasons were there? Don't know. It needs to be on Hulu or something. Yeah. We need to check into that, where it's at. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Feast. Uh, the cover just has a very toothy, fangy monster uh, screaming at a chick who's screaming back. And all you can see are their faces. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be some sort of monster movie. I'm going to guess that this is going to be more in the vein of like Pumpkinhead. Okay. Where it's like you get a lot of mystique and then build up and then like you see, you fully see the creature at the end and have to deal with it. Uh, something in that vein. It's a good guess. Where it's not like the creature is all around all the time. Okay. Good. Second movie? Second movie. Uh, all right. Trevor Matthews and Robert England, which the fact that he's not on the cover tells me he's going to be in this movie for 12 seconds. Uh, Jack Brooks, Monster Slayer. All work and no rage makes Jack a dull boy. So he's obviously a plumber. Uh, so on the front here, we have him getting his shirt ripped off by a bunch of snakes. And he has a lead pipe and a pipe wrench. And he is going to uh, murk some some monster fools. Uh, and there are various monsters behind him. So I'm I'm hoping that this is going to be better than the fish movie. Oh, my, uh, uh, Curse of the Snakehead, something Curse, of the Snakehead. Yeah. Uh, Call of the Snakehead. Some snakehead. Snakeheads. Snakehead, snake eyes. Snakehead something. <laughs> snakehead Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I forgot uh, that movie existed. And yeah. then I thought it started thinking about Monstro. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had that double feature, Monstro? That wouldn't; those would go together. Monstro yeah. and the Snakehead movie. Yeah. Ugh. Or uh, 
Monstro and Dagon. Yeah, Dagon's better. Yeah, but they both end in a very similar fashion. Sure. So. What's this going to be? This is going to be a comedy horror. Horror. My throat did something weird, so I couldn't say that word. A comedy horror that is not going to be good. That's my guess. Good. Because most of those combinations aren't. Hmm. Hatchet is okay. Uh, Not my kind of movie. We never mentioned the first movie is just tits the movie. Like, they're, they're a lot of, like, an obscene amount of boobs Think in so? that movie. I mean, you've got it on Bourbon Street, and then you have the two girls. That's it. But, like, all the time. Hmm. Oh, did you catch on Hatchet 2, the news clip? The um, Holliston reference? Uh, it wasn't Holliston. It was Frozen. Okay, it said, that some, was th- it said something about Holliston. The, yeah, I think they were from Holliston. Something was scrolling on the bottom. I think that was unrelated. Yeah. Okay. That was just a nod to... That was Adam Green nodding to his college. Gotcha. Or his hometown. But the news clip was the girl that survived Frozen. Talking uh, about her ordeal. Okay. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's the same world. <laughs> so it's all, it's the Greeniverse. Mm-hmm. It's the Greeniverse. Mm. Good. We're on the same page. Yeah. Justin, what else you got for us? No, nothing. Oh, you Pretty could have, went, you could have went like voodoo magic, or you could sing the chicken and biscuit song. <laughs> I don't remember the biscuit song. That's what the chicken and the biscuits and the biscuits and the chicken. <laughs> And the biscuits and the chicken, for the chicken is me. 